This week we welcome Shivani Persad to the podcast. She came to Toronto all the way from New York. She's a Trinidadian Canadian who is killing it in the model scene. You've probably seen her, oh, I don't know, in every real campaigns on Dynamite, RW and Co. Yeah, she's straight up killing it, but she's also so much more than this. She actually has a podcast called More Than a Model Radio. Definitely check that out. She's involved with Model Alliance and Model Mafia. She's also a social activist who's very, very passionate about politics, and she gets real with us how she deals with body image, where she got her confidence, and how modeling actually helped her love herself. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wilde, entertainment reporter by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy, and healthy is hot. Join us as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely gonna be some laughing, and hopefully, you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life. To live your healthiest hot life. Very happy that you're doing this with me. Me too. It's been, what, a couple of times that we've tried to do it? Yeah. I think it's just a testament to how busy our lives are. Mm-hmm. We tried to make this happen in New York. Crazy snowstorm happened on my end. Mm-hmm. You were busy doing a political takeover. Yeah. <laughs> which is amazing because I think when people like think of you and see you on social media they just think beautiful model <laughs> but you are so much more than that thank you I love that you didn't even like you studied something completely different yeah like how did you go from there to where you are now um so yeah I did political science in French in university I'm into McMaster and I really wanted to work eventually in like political communications but um, I was always kind of modeling on the side, like just for fun, whatever. I just I didn't think there was enough brown girls, so I was like, whatever, I'll do it. Yeah. And um, then I actually applied for a master's that I didn't get into, and I was like, what am I gonna do with my life? Like I'm gonna end up going to just like college, and I'm gonna just work a little fun job in Toronto probably, and that's it. Like I guess <laughs> that's I guess, your whole life. I was like, I guess that's <laughs> gonna be my whole life. Like all right, but then. I got this contract to go to London. It was my first trip ever, like first real modeling trip other than like Montreal. And my parents were like, you know what, like just do it. Cause I got into all the other post-grad stuff. It, the only masters that I cared about, I didn't get into, <laughs> but the other stuff I got into. So my parents were like, just do it. Yeah. It's like three month contract. If you like it, you can keep going. If not, just go to school, like whatever. So luckily my parents were super cool. So I went and then the first trip was like, eh. Yeah. And then I, I, I came back. I went to New York. I came back. Like, I did both yeah. back and forth. And it was only when it really started growing that I was like, oh, I think this is, like, actually could be, like, a real thing. Like, this could really be my job. And then that was that. <laughs> How many years have you been modeling now? Almost ten. Wow. Yeah. I think it's, like, I'm, like, at eight and a half now. Yeah. <laughs> Were you always comfortable in front of the camera? Oh, my God, no. <laughs> Were you? <laughs> no, I'm yeah. still not comfortable in front of the exactly. camera sometimes. Me too. I'm like, especially if it's like a new client or something, I'm still yeah. really nervous. But um, it took a lot of practice. I mean, I do a lot of e-com work, so that was 
that's like the best school for models. Really? Yeah, because like it's just you're literally shooting forty outfits, and you're just like click 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 click, and you're like, okay, I just gotta keep moving. Like, and you, no other time in your life would you ever have to move that fast. Yeah. <laughs> so I just did a lot of that in London, thankfully, and it kind of was like the best school for me to like figure out how to move and what my style was and that kind of stuff. How did you go from being uncomfortable in front of the camera like we all are to being comfortable the way you are now like where did that confidence come from so I think that's actually was really funny because modeling is really interesting in that way like there's a part of it that makes you super insecure like there's a part of it that you're like I'm thinking about my body I'm thinking about my freaking eyebrows whatever yeah. like all the time that makes you so insecure but there was a part of it that actually that really just made me figure out like that I should like love myself yeah. you know and how I look because when I grew up I grew up with a lot of shadism my mom has 10 sisters and they're they're all just like they were all just sort of raised to believe that like light skin is the right skin like you should be fair and fair is beautiful and so I was never fair and so that's not how I got I didn't really always get treated like not not to say that they treated me badly but yeah. I definitely you were aware of it I was very aware of it and there was always comments and yeah. things like that so I never grew up really feeling pretty so I never grew up feeling confident at all and then after seeing certain pictures of myself or like just you know my agents being like you know you're really beautiful like things like that then I was like oh maybe like maybe there's nothing wrong with dark skin <laughs> like maybe I've just been sold this lie my whole <laughs> life and maybe dark skin is beautiful and yeah. maybe um everyone's beautiful like in their own way you know and it sounds really stupid but that is really what it came from like modeling actually really helped me with that and even now like yeah. I'm a size four I'm not a size two I'm not a size zero and even now like as hard as that is for me and like yes agents make comments or you know certain agents are cool with it certain agents aren't whatever certain clients are cool with it certain clients aren't it's still making me love it more yeah. you know it's making me realize that like I don't need to force myself to be a size two anymore like you know so it's really it's this weird kind of like paradox with modeling but because yeah I think helped. people think if you're in the modeling world that's a harsh harsh world it is to be in <laughs> yeah. which I'm sure it is and yet somehow something really beautiful came out of it where mm -hmm. you now believe when people say you're beautiful you actually feel that inside yeah and I think I actually came in at a really really good time because when I started modeling that was when they were really becoming way more open to diversity and you know different skin tones yeah. and different sizes and so I think I just got really lucky in my timing too do you see more representation now like you've been doing this a minute 10 years yeah do you see more equal representation or is there still a long way to go? Um, it really depends on how you look at it. I do definitely see more yeah. equal representation. Um, and I think that exists from like the high fashion to the commercial as well. Like re people really are diversifying, but I still think there's so, there is a really long way to go. Um, no matter how you look at it, I think, but I think we're headed in the right direction for sure. The, what comes to mind is the airy real campaign, yeah. which the first time I went into an Aerie store, and I, I love their sweats. They just got the best yeah. undies and panties and everything. Yeah. But I remember going in, and they had this beautiful girl. I don't know. She was on a beach somewhere, rocking a bathing suit. Mm -hmm. And they didn't Photoshop out her stretch marks. Yeah. And I'm someone who, I've had stretch marks on my inner thigh since uh, I got my first growth spurt at, like, 13. And they're still there. And I remember being so ashamed of them mm. and so embarrassed by them. Mm. And I remember walking into that store and being a little bit shell-shocked because yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I would die if mine were showing. And I was like, why? Like, why? Yeah. And I love that they are going in this direction and yeah. just showing women in their truest forms. And sometimes that means cellulite. Sometimes that means stretch marks. Sometimes that means things are falling out of places that, yeah. you know, we typically wouldn't see because it would have been Photoshopped before. Yeah. And you got to be a part of one of those. Mm -hmm. I did three of them, actually. You did three of them. Mm -hmm. What Were you nervous? Because retouching and yeah. Photoshopping is a very common thing. People do it on their Instagram photos. Right. They do it in magazines. But Aries really kind of go in 
full force ahead with just yeah. showing things as they are. A hundred percent. Yeah, it was because I also have really bad scoliosis. So like my spine is very curved. So it kind of makes one of my hips like stick out a little bit. And so I wasn't so nervous about my size. Yeah. Because at that point I was like, I'm just going to try my best to be as fit as I can. Yeah. Um, I was more worried about, I feel like sometimes in post people end up fixing my scoliosis a little bit. Okay. So I was really worried about that. And then, and it was hard. The first one I did, I loved it. We did it in Palm Springs. It was super fun. But I don't feel like I did my best and yeah. I wasn't very as disciplined as I could have been with like, let's say eating or working out. Um, and then the second one, I was like super, super disciplined. And then the third one, it was like a little bit of a mix. <laughs> <laughs> and the third one, they actually came to my apartment in Brooklyn. They did like a whole like, you know, sort of story on all of the girls. Yeah. Um, so it was really, really cool. But I think there wasn't, ever a moment where I was just like I'm super comfortable like yeah probably not <laughs> no because I and if I'm being honest I don't think I would be either yeah, like, yeah I haven't done that many photo shoots but I'm always like hey feel free to fix you know those dark circles under my eyes right. like I won't be mad mm-hmm. but it's you're vulnerable you're vulnerable yeah. especially a company like Airy you're probably not wearing a lot of clothing yeah and yet you know that what you see is what you get yeah and, and the I, other part of that too was like a lot of people lighten my skin a lot or like people have really hard like I used to shoot Abercrombie a lot this, their lighting is literally like the size of a wall really like that's on a, on a lot of e-com lighting is okay. like that so a lot of time like my skin just looks so much lighter and I'm like that doesn't look like me at yeah. all but Ari didn't do that at all like I, I love them so much I really do it's just you know it helps me deal with my own internal battles a little bit and I'm definitely still on a journey to like accepting myself I think most women are um but they definitely like helped along the way for me to like you said little things like my stretch marks or my my scoliosis things like that that I was just like wow this is the first time that nobody's nobody's gonna photoshop anything that's crazy it was great they were like honestly one of the first companies to do it were the other models in a similar state because they also shoot women of all shapes and sizes yeah. which is great too because we do we don't fit one size like no. we all have different curves different body types mm-hmm. different heights yeah no I think you know if anybody was insecure I guess maybe we all pr- probably hit it yeah. very well yeah. a lot of the girls did do some of them had done different lingerie brands and swim yeah. brands before so I think they were a bit more comfortable I definitely of the quote-unquote straight size models which yeah. is like the zero to fours like everyone was pretty much a zero or two I was like the only four and then when they got into quote-unquote plus or yeah. curve you know that was all yeah. different sizes which is awesome um but yeah I think they were a huge part of that journey for me for sure and that was the first yeah. real big international type of thing that I had ever done where I was like holy shit this is like <laughs> this is like American Eagle bro like this is not a That's little company a like I was like damn like it was really cool oh my gosh yeah. and then to just walk into the store I love I, I love like shopping online and I see your face everywhere uh-huh. I'm like, this is so great so when you do have a big shoot like Ari you said you got really really disciplined for one of them what does that look like when you like hone down on like your nutrition and uh-huh. your fitness so I used to try to I don't know how, what a better word for yeah. it but I guess diet in yeah. a sense now I've really worked it into my lifestyle more um, but so for the first era campaign, I got like a boxing trainer and I was boxing like literally every single day, sometimes two hours a day, which I realize now maybe is a little crazy and not healthy. Um, and so I think what I do now is try to like not have to like do those crash diets or yeah. crash like workout things, just be as consistent as possible and then allow my body to be like normal. Because I think that some stuff that scares me is like I have friends who like when they go to, let's say, uh, do the Victoria's Secret casting, it's like they're freaking drinking, like, liquids 
like even if it's smoothies or whatever you know yeah. doing stuff like that like four days before whatever and I'm like guys this is like not normal like you should be able to live a normal life and have a healthy lifestyle and not have to like for some reason like kill yourself yeah. for a week or two weeks or three weeks or a month before you do this thing you know it's also so much stress so much stress to put that much pressure on the two weeks before yeah like I I like to live a healthy life for sure and I like to work out a lot mm-hmm. I still love my wine yeah same I love my pizza date night <laughs> yeah. like that's not going away anytime soon exactly but like if there's a big red carpet or there's a big something like that's when I typically will go a little bit harder yeah 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 I'll like try not to eat late at night same I'll basically try to avoid sugar altogether yeah it's like my big thing if I've got a big red carpet yeah and then I like try to cut down on the bad carbs yeah I think like you can tweak it a little bit yeah. right just make yourself yeah. a little more disciplined but I think when you go to these like extreme changes yeah. like I like I have tried and I still see my friends some some of them not all yeah. of them but some friends try to do I feel like it's just not safe yeah. you know oh yeah and then you're probably dehydrated like crazy too yeah so you were into boxing what are you into right now bar yeah obsessed okay I've done one bar class I thought I like to think of myself as like a pretty fit individual I'm like oh this will be chill and like I'm gonna go in do some leg raises maybe use a little ball (laughs) and I'll be good no it was so (laughs) fucking humbling yeah I know right it's crazy I couldn't believe it. No, these these girls are like dance, like hardcore dancers, and it's crazy. Like, and in New York, there's like a million different types. Yeah. I used to do a bar class here in Toronto. I can't remember where yeah. it was. That was so many years ago. But in New York, I do a lot of like pure bar, yeah. bar three, and I think like, we have those here. Yeah, they do yeah. have them here too now. Um, and then uh, there's another bar one that I really like too. But it's just like I don't know, my butt just looks so much better. I'm just like really proud of my glutes. Keith. I feel like the butt is the thing to be proud of. Yeah. And, like, it's hard. Like, I naturally am quite curvy in my bum. Mm -hmm. But it's hard work to get it perky. It is. Like, especially I turn 30 and, like, things are starting. Like, gravity's (laughs) really starting to have an effect on me. I'm noticing it now. And the booty takes some serious work. Yeah. And I think also uh, glutes are important because when you have strong... My fiance is a chiropractor, so I, like, learning (laughs) about muscles and stuff. But um, glutes and legs, like, your bottom half is really important, especially glutes in terms of, like, that's, like, your whole core. It's kind of, like, resting there. You know what I mean? So, like, I find... I love training my legs and my and my glutes, and that's why I think I really, really love bar class. And then the bar classes are so different. Yeah. Actually, there's a bar three here, too, now that I think about it. Bar three is, like, really cardio-driven, yeah. um, but it's, like, fun cardio, and they do tons of reps. Like, let's say, like, 60. Like, they'll do a lot of reps. And then pure bar is super different because they focus on these little tiny muscles yeah. and, like, you know. So all the bar classes are really different, and I'm just, like, really obsessed with it. See, yeah, I need to, I need to give it a shot. In my mind, I'm like, I need to work out. I need to get super sweaty. La di da di da. Not necessarily. But you don't have to. No. You really don't have to. No, but when I do bar three, I do get really sweaty. Yeah? Yeah, that one's a hardcore one. Mm-hmm. Next time you're in Toronto, I'll have to do a class. Yeah. So right now, you're bouncing a lot between New York and Toronto. Mm-hmm. Living in New York. Yeah. We well, are Canadian girl. Are we going to get you back eventually? Yes, yes. I want to come back because I'm getting married this year. Woo! <laughs> yeah, it's super exciting. So I do want to come back. Um, because to be honest with you, like, it was never in my plan to full-time live anywhere else. I, I've always, like, I'm just, I wasn't born in Canada, but I moved here when I was, like, four or five, um, and this has just, like, always been my home. I, I don't really ever feel very comfortable everywhere else. Like, I love New York to death. Like, it's yeah. my favorite city in the world, but home is just different, you know? Yeah. And my family's here. My fiance is here, and like I was telling you before, I don't really want to raise kids there. Yeah. I'm too Canadian for that yeah. shit. Like, I always <laughs> tell people that. I'm like, I don't know. Um, so... Yeah, I'm definitely planning on coming back, but like we were talking about, it's now about figuring out that transition in my career, and like if I become a mom and all these things, I need to kind of like 
kind of you can't really plan, I guess, yeah. but I kind of have to at least have some. You can of a plan. you can brainstorm. You can yeah. create vision boards. <laughs> yeah. I think it's we live in an interesting time where it's rare, especially if I'm here in Toronto. It's rare for anyone to do one thing, mm-hmm. right? Like modeling is your your main thing, but you yeah. also have so much else on the go. Mm-hmm. And even with all that, you're still thinking ahead, and you're like, well, what's the next move in my career? Yeah, yeah. Which is amazing, but. It takes a lot of time and planning and brainstorming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So even now, like you're modeling, you're going back and forth a lot. But you also have a podcast. I do. And yeah. I love this. I love this. I love this so much. Thank because you. Because I think I, I know individuals who are models, and I know them as so much more than models. Right. But I think there's this very bad stereotype that models are just pretty tall things that take pretty pictures. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think I realize that like. You know, people were just leaving me out of conversations, like, as if, literally, as if I was an object. Like, just doing my makeup, doing my hair, talking about, you know, politics or news or business and, like, just assuming that, like, I had no opinion and just not even involving me. And I was like, that's a problem. Secondly, when, you know, we sometimes do, like, same, just like you guys, like, hosts, we do interviews for things. Like, nobody was asking me anything interesting. And I was like, I'm literally, my brain cells are falling out. Like, this is so stupid. So I was like, why doesn't anybody ask us yeah. anything more than, like, what's your favorite style? Or, yeah. like, who's your favorite designer? I'm, I don't care. Like, yeah. Yeah. it's just not what I do. Like, I got into modeling because I felt like I didn't see enough of myself out there. That's what I wanted to do and, and represent. And I think to a certain extent I've accomplished that. There's a lot of work to do, yeah. but I'm really happy with that. But, like, I didn't think that people would really be, like, that, like, just treat me really like an object. I really didn't think that. And so... I just noticed, like, my friends were super smart, and especially in New York. Again, I just moved at the right time. So many people were doing so much cool stuff. I was like, why is nobody asking them about this? Like, I'm just going to do it myself. So that's what I did. So what's the name of the podcast? It's called More Than Model Radio. It's on SoundCloud and iTunes. Um, Hopefully Spotify soon. Um, It's bi-weekly right now. But, um, yeah, it's every Monday we release an episode. Every other Monday, yeah. What are a couple examples of the, the people you have on and what they do? Okay, so my favorite episode is actually not even my episode. It's my co-host, um, Samantha, her episode. Um, it's with a model called Danica Brysha. She is a full-time um, curve model, but she also has a company in Southern California called Model Meals, and it's a meal delivery service, and it's based on the Whole30 plan. Um, and she's very much about self-care, and her self-care, she has like a self-care checklist. She just did a really cool brunch series all over the, the United States. Like, So she just does so much wow. more, and you can still be like, www.oldnavy.com and there she is like so it's yeah. the same thing you know so I, I love Danica um, I also had Ebony Davis on that was our first episode she's um, a friend of mine who's uh, getting into acting now a model and also an activist um, we've had so many women on that have like their own like production companies or because we learn a lot of behind the scenes too right um, w- models who are balancing university wow. while modeling at the That's same time hard. yeah and so and some people too, my friend Cleo, who's not now a producer for Vox, Vox with a V, um, v <laughs> Vox Media, she um, was a model, but she she kind of doesn't really model anymore, but she, um, what was I going to say? I'm forgetting now. Oh, she has a degree in, like, political science from Columbia as well, and, like, so she's always been, she's just always been involved in other things, yeah. whether it, uh, she worked on... Um, she was working for a political company, actually, a consulting company that consulted on Hillary Clinton's campaign. Wow. Like, this girl's a genius, you know? And, like, yeah. but, like, nobody ever asked her about that when she was, she used to shoot for American Eagle and stuff, too. Like, so it's just kind of, like. It must be so frustrating. Oh, it's so frustrating. Because, basically, people are 
stereotyping you and they're putting you in this little niche and mm-hmm. saying, nope, you guys fit perfectly in this little box. Yeah. And that's it. That's all. Yeah, exactly. It is really frustrating. But I will say, luckily, now people are slowly starting to, like, now when we go to castings, almost everybody's like, what do you do other than modeling? Really? Yeah. And, like, five years ago, nobody gave a shit about that. It was like, Why well, do you think they ask that? I think that they're realizing now that uh, it's important to include campaigns. Uh, sorry, storytelling in campaigns. Yeah. People, consumers like a story. Like, yeah. we want to feel related to people. Um, and that, like, that is just more important than just being like, hey, buy this lipstick. It makes you look pretty. Why not, like, do what CoverGirl did where they use a model with, like, vitiligo that? And and, and it, it wasn't about using her as a token. It was about telling beauty stories that nobody's telling yeah. anymore. And I think that's so cool and so important because that's also giving us way more visibility of, like, different kinds of people, different colors of people. So I think that's why they're doing it. So when you go into a casting mm-hmm. and they're like, so what do you do outside modeling? What do you tell them? I'm like, well, I have, my, I have a podcast yeah. called More Than Model Radio. Um, I just actually incorporated in the United States. So I have um, a media company as well. So what? Yeah. So what I want to do with that is like basically marry my two loves of like, yeah. I feel like I've always loved media. I've always loved political media. And then from modeling, I've learned so much about like production and all the other side of it. So I want to start like creating my own content. Um, right now we're really just, it's called Live Shiv Media. It's on Instagram if you want to follow. Go follow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but like we're just trying to do as much as possible to build a foundation on Instagram so that our message is really, really clear that, um, you know, our foundation is that this is like a social justice political type of company and we're not going to really work with people who we feel like aren't making waves or aren't doing something different. Um, And right now in New York, we're doing a lot of like brand partnerships. So we're helping. I actually thought, I thought people in New York were really well connected, but turns out a lot of people aren't and they need help finding brands to partner with. So whether it's like we're helping people find brands to collaborate with to put in a goodie bag or like to have a booth or whatever but everything has to be like a company that's really making changes and isn't is about more than just selling their product um so we're doing small things like that but i really want to like either create our own media yeah or use what we know to help other people create powerful media media as well exactly meaningful media i like to call it (laughs) because social media is here to stay. Yeah. I can't imagine that bubble bursting anytime soon. Not at all, yeah. Because if Instagram goes down tomorrow, something else will pop up. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important that if you're going to post something or you're going to have a platform, mm-hmm. that you use it and you have something to say about it. Exactly. And I think you do that really, really well. Thanks. Why, like, where does that motivation come from to kind of strive for goodness and to strive for being better? I think... Well, I'm not, I don't want to act like I've had like a super difficult life because yeah. <laughs> I definitely haven't. But um, I think when you grow up with any kind of like oppression, like like I said, I, I suffered from a lot of shadism. Like my parents are working class. My parents are in their 70s. They're still working class. Like I never grew up super rich. Like, yeah. you know, so I think I just, un- I understand also being an immigrant as a minority. I think all those things and just things that I've experienced in my life make me feel like now that I'm in a position of quote unquote power, yeah. like if I don't use that platform to do anything else, like what am I really doing? You know, and I always have, that's always been in the back of my mind. Also, I think I was privileged enough to get, to go to university yeah. and do two degrees. And so I think from that, and it was poli sci. So I learned like that, you know, politics is in everything and that if we're really going to make changes, it's going to have to come from there as well as obviously within yourself and all those, all that good stuff. But, <laughs> yes. um, in order for, for real systemic changes, which systemic changes have to happen, it has to happen on a political level. And so I think 
I, that's where it, it came from, just, like, my own life experiences. When we were supposed to do this in New York, you were actually working yeah. on some social media content, but yeah. with a political yeah. message behind it. Is this something that you want to continue to do? Yeah. Do more? And yeah. And bring it here in Canada? I do. I really do. Um, and Because I think, actually, Canada is a lovely place, obviously. I'm super glad to have a Canadian passport. <laughs> I love being Canadian. But I think also there's a lot of stuff that, like, we don't talk about, that yeah. we should talk about. Um, whether it's, like, indigenous things or, you know, like, I don't necessarily agree with the current, like, Toronto mayor or, or like... What? Or, you don't like? <laughs> no, 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 we don't. None of us do. No, but yeah. he was still voted into office. I know. It's, it, it's insane. Like, there's just so much. And so I feel like, whatever reason, it's not as, like, commercialized yeah. Yeah. as uh, it is in America. And people are obsessed with it in America. But I think it's still super important here. And like, I don't think we need to be obsessed yeah. the way they treat it like celebrity culture, but I think people need to care about it more yeah. here. And so I'm really like trying to create as much content as I around, as I can around that. And just try to like, honestly, like it's just about education. Yeah. You know, like I feel like we all pay our taxes. Like we all, you know, we're all citizens. It's like, you gotta, you gotta be educated about this stuff because like, what's the point if you're not, you know, where do you, like if someone wants to learn more about, the political climate mm -hmm. like where do you where do you start because sometimes it's daunting like when you feel like you don't know jack shit about the yeah political climate i know it's intimidating it really is i think you know there's a ton of books yeah. obviously um but i think like i read a lot of like politico um i love um i think it's also really important if you're gonna watch the news to watch a bunch of different yeah sources like i watch yes i watch cnn i don't necessarily love them um but i also i also watch fox news i yeah. don't agree with them whatsoever yeah. but it's important to learn different you like gotta, different perspectives yeah. right um and then msnbc and then there's like the young turks or whatever like i just try to stay like in it and i guess in america it's so much easier because literally everybody talks about it all the time it's all we talk about in canada is their politics i work on exactly. an entertainment show yeah and i swear <laughs> we talk about U.S. politics on a weekly basis. Yeah. It's become, like you said, celebrity culture. It is, exactly. And so, and it obviously doesn't help that they have a freaking reality show, like, uh, host as a president. <laughs> so, it's crazy. But, yeah, I think there's, like, there really are just, like, so many, so many resources. And at this point, like, that's why sometimes with when it comes to, like, actual celebrities. Yeah. When they say stupid things or do stupid things, I'm like, oh, come on. Like, yeah. there are so many resources right now. Yeah. Stop being stupid. Like, read also, a book. if you don't know... <laughs> Yeah. Just don't say anything. Exactly. Exactly. Just keep your mouth shut. Exactly. Or like, I, you hope that their publicist is like jumping in quick because sometimes they say things and I'm like, you sound like an actual moron. You sound like a moron. And yeah. you're not. You're not. You're just not using your brain cells right e now. Exactly. And I think like, I don't know. I think once we all become a little more aware yeah. and, and educated on that kind of stuff, I think it makes you like, look at situations differently and, like, not judge people and, you know. So even, like, like I said, even, like, the people on Fox News, like, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with them at all. But it still has helped me look at them as people, you yeah. know. Yeah. Maybe very wrong people, but. <laughs> but still people. Yeah, exactly. Um, I hard shift, really hard shift here, but I'm really excited that you're getting married. Because thanks. I'm obsessing over all the photos of you guys. Oh, uh, thanks. It's his birthday today. It is his this birthday This is going to be today. coming out way after your birthday, but happy belated birthday. <laughs> so it's happening this summer, mm -hmm. and you love the environment. Yes. So you are planning on incorporating some of that into your wedding? See the biodegradable? Yeah, we're trying. Is it hard? Because, like, having a wedding it's is a big really production. Hard. It's like, really hard. Like, that's a lot of people. It's a lot of plates. It's a lot of just organization. Yeah. And I love the idea of trying to have an eco wedding, but I can't even fathom 
how that would even be possible? Yeah, it's also really hard with an Indian wedding because there's so many people. Yeah. So we're trying to, like, literally anything we print, we're trying to have it all go on biodegradable paper yeah. if that's possible. Um, we're doing absolutely, like, no plastic, no paper like because you know sometimes Indian weddings are so large if they're if you're getting married at a temple or something sometimes people just have like paper plates and yeah and you know plastic forks but we're my fiance actually is super into it too and he was like absolutely not like we cannot do that so we're not doing any of that um but it definitely is it's hard because there's small things like for example like programs it's yeah. like we were initially like oh I don't want to do this yeah. you know like it's such a waste of paper but then we were like I don't know if people are going to, if we do it on an app, are people going to look at their phone? Yeah. Like, I don't, I was like, and do you want people looking on a phone Exactly, your that's the thing. It was just, there was yeah. just so many things. And then we were like, oh, what if we do more things on, like, easels? And then people yeah. can just, like, snap a picture or something. But then it's the same thing. Yeah. They're on their phone. And then it was just, like, I don't know. And then with our sort of ceremony as well, a lot of my friends aren't Hindu or they're not Indian. Yeah. So I want to explain what's going on yeah. in the ceremony, too. So I don't know. It's a lot. There's, there's a lot of optics. <laughs> I, went to, I went to my friend's wedding, and it was an Indian wedding, and she had a program. And it was, honestly, as someone who doesn't speak the language, it was so helpful to have yeah. that because we were able to follow along mm-hmm. and not feel like we were just, you know, completely left out. We yeah. were like, oh, okay, this is what's happening right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I love honest, that you're even trying to make those steps forward though it was because the when I was doing research about decor and like different things to do the wedding plan in the wedding I just was like oh my god this is a super wasteful industry I was like holy crap like people should really be trying to like combat this because the wedding industry especially in Toronto is huge and like I just felt like nobody was really trying to do that so I was like there's got to be some small things we can do it may not make a huge impact but like for our engagement puja we we also got like um wooden like like wooden um utensils. Yeah. yeah utensils and plates as well like everything was biodegradable yeah. because I was just like I don't want to use plastic yeah. and like I just but see imagine if everybody just tried to make small changes yeah two small changes yeah when they threw a wedding yeah like that would uh, that would add up to a lot of changes yeah 100 percent. yeah I just I just came from a shoot at H&M and we were talking about their conscious collection yes yeah, and yeah. the fashion industry is brutal on the environment so bad. it's like the second worst yeah it's, it's so bad it's really bad so i think as long as you're trying to take that step forward and mm-hmm. you're trying to like reduce your waste i'm someone who uses straws all the time mm-hmm. i've finally gotten to the metal straws yeah and at first i hated it but i was like nope i was like someone <laughs> who like uses at least two straws a day i'm like this is going to be your small change yeah to try to be better for the earth that's awesome yeah i think it makes a huge difference too and i think a lot of brands are trying to do that too which is yeah. great now um, and again, it's the same thing, whether it's a small change, like, you know, a H&M conscious collection or a large change, like they're, you know, signing an accord in Bangladesh or something yeah. that people yeah. are going to have proper working conditions. You know, it, it's still a change at the end of the day. So model, activist, mm-hmm. podcaster, you now have your own company. Mm-hmm. You've got a wedding. You live in New York, but you're basically half living in Toronto. Yeah. That is a lot. It is. <laughs> How do you keep your mental health in a good place Mm -hmm. because it seems like that's a lot of moving pieces possibly a lot of stress a lot of travel yeah and also just trying to like make time for yourself and make time for your fiance yeah I think um well my fiance is awesome um he works really really hard he works every day he works Monday to Sunday wow he has a lot of patients um a lot of patients like that need help people and then a lot of actual patients as well he's a very patient person (laughs) um but he um you know I think we both when we met, we were like, this is going to work because you're building something and I'm building something. Yeah. And we're both super willing to sacrifice. And we know right now, like, like I own a property, he, and then we own a property together. But instead of living together, since I'm going to live in New York for another couple of years after we get married, we were like, let's just rent it out 
And he was like, if I have to sacrifice and live with my parents for like a, a couple more years, and then when you come home, you have to stay with yours or, you know, we Airbnb or whatever yeah. when we get home, we can make that sacrifice instead of paying that like $2,500 or $3,000 mortgage or whatever, right? Yeah. So like just small things like that that we're both just willing to like sacrifice. Yeah. Um, I think self-care is like real is really important too. Like for me, I, I actually see working out as like a self-care, mm-hmm. whether it's a hard class or an easy class. Um, and then I think I just have like a great support system. I have the best friends, family, parents, everybody. I'm super lucky. And, um, I think it also helps like that I don't work every day. So there is a lot, but my set, my schedule is so inconsistent that when I have pockets, I'm able to kind of figure out how am I going to allocate this time? What yeah. am I going to do with it? And that really, really helps. Yeah. Cause it gives you, it's like forced you time. Yeah. Forced me time. Yeah. Or like I just be, have been become really good at trying to figure out what to do with my time and those times and not like you said now I'm super busy so it's not hard uh to figure out what to do but it's just like I think if I had a nine to five job I don't think I'd be able to do as many things that I do no yeah no no no, definitely not yeah or you'd just be gassed every minute of the day yeah and I have so much respect for people that have nine to five jobs and do a side hustle and like because I know people that do I'm like I don't know how you do it because I don't think a nine to five is for me whatsoever it's not in my (laughs) <laughs> I just can't do it. I don't. So I think some people are made for that. Yeah. Some people aren't, right? Um, so, yeah. But I think I just got lucky with the way that, like, things kind of turned out. I mean, I will say, though, like, for example, next week I'm in Montreal shooting three days. Okay. That means, like, with the flying time plus, like, my shoots, I'm not going to be able to get that much done yeah. that week. So I just have to, like, kind of figure it out after that, you know? Do you – does that stress you out at all? Um, it does, but I just feel like I try to have the attitude that, like, things will always unfold as they should. So I don't want to, like, put too much pressure on it yeah. or, like, whatever. Everything's happening for a reason, so I just try to, like, go with the flow of the universe, you know? Yes. Yeah. The universe always has your back. I, I really I really feel that way. Because you're someone, like, next week you've got, you know, three big shoots. Mm-hmm. What happens if you wake up and you're just having, like, a <laughs> shitty day? Like, we all have those days oh my God, yeah. where mm-hmm. you're in your head, you feel insecure about something, you didn't sleep well. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you kind of shake that off so that you can show up on set, do your job, which is yeah. smiling a lot of the time, right. being nice, being yeah. friendly, yeah, getting yeah. that energy. Uh-huh. Like, what's your tip for that? It's really hard because, uh, yeah, we don't get to turn off really. You're Mo- not models, right? Yeah, we're not allowed. Neither are you, actually. Um, so <laughs> it's really hard uh, to kind of separate that emotion. But I always try to write everything down. Like, and it's sometimes really weird to do that when you're like, I'm really sad right now because X, Y, Z. But it actually, for me, really, really helps me. And I have to, I'm a Gemini. I have to like talk things out. So I always like (laughs) either talk to my fiance or I'll talk to my cousins or I'll talk to my brother or whoever. And I find that that really helps me as well. And then I always just kind of like, I don't know if it's because of the political stuff that I do, but I always try to think like, you know, Shivani, you are going through things, but there's just so much else going on in the world right now that this is, quite a minuscule problem probably (laughs) so I can get through it you know (laughs) perspective yeah perspective exactly um earlier you mentioned you have a really strong support system yeah which is the dream everything yeah yeah. who are your role models um like in my friends and family yeah maybe like two friends and family and two non okay um I and my my fiance always says this about his parents too like he calls his parents like superhero parents and I think I'm the same with my parents because my parents were very successful in Trinidad where I'm from and they, in order for my brother and I to have a better future because things were really dangerous in in my country, they moved here and like started from the ground up and like I can't imagine just like 
coming here and like, yeah, they spoke English, but like nobody understood what they were saying. My friends still don't understand what my parents are saying because they have really strong Caribbean accents. Um, and they just like work their asses off. My dad had like 12 different jobs at one point, like just kind of like wow. changing between different things. My mom, when they came here, that was, this is when like computers were really like becoming a thing and being used in everyday life. My mom had to, was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm working at a software company. What is this? Like she would come home crying every day. Wow. Like, and then to have two little kids is like, I don't know. I just feel like I do everything I do so that I'm able to take care of them at some point. Yeah. Um, so definitely them. And then let me think non- um, I really like Sangeeta Patel. <laughs> Yo, she's amazing. I know. Also, cover girl. I know. That's like the dream. Like, seriously. She's doing it. Like, you know, she's living it the way that I think that, like, I would love to live it. <laughs> she, you know what similarly, I mean? like, this wasn't her plan to be on camera. Yeah. She has, like, an engineering background. Right. Then gave being a weather girl a try. Yeah. Ended up going in entertainment. Yeah. Is super passionate about fitness. Is doing that. She just launched her YouTube thing. Yeah, she's now a mom. Now she's a cover girl. She's a mom. Like, loves her kids so much. Yeah. And anytime I see her, all I feel is positive energy. Yeah, she just seems like the greatest. Yeah. I don't know. I really like her yeah. a lot. And I love I, you. Yeah. And, um, and my fiance's last name is Patel, too, which is... That's not saying nice. much. She's a lot of Patel's, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, and she, yeah, like you said, she just always looks positive, and, and for me, it's like as an Indian woman to see another Indian woman is mm-hmm. great, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just feel really connected to her in that way. That's really creepy, but I'm not trying to no. be creepy. <laughs> no, if she was here, she'd be like, I get that. Yeah, totally, you yeah. know? It's really weird when you grow up and nobody looks like you. It's really, really weird. Um, so her, and then definitely like, oh, there's so many other people. Um... I love that you picked a Canadian right off the bat. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. 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 Um, but the first person I think that comes to mind is Francesca uh, Francesca Ramsey. Ch- Cheska Lee is Who's her. that? So she used to work on MTV. She's had yeah. a big show called MTV Decoded. Now she has books. She had a, a podcast with her husband. Um, and what I like about her was she started making really cool, like, satire kind of political content. And it was, like, super cool. Like, yeah. she's just really smart and... Um, it was an interest, like I was telling you before, like there's all this kind of cool comedic political stuff yeah. that exists in the U.S. that like doesn't really exist here. So yeah, I just think she's really smart and, and thoughtful and talks about important things and is that's, like, that's you. Yeah. That's that's you. You're the Canadian her. You're the Canadian her. Oh, I would love to be. Yeah. I really respect her a lot. So yeah, she's, I know there's other people I've not mentioned. No, those are, those are two great people. Yeah. I'm definitely putting you on the spot, but those are two great, great, yeah. great people. <laughs> yeah. And then I always like to end every single one with just what does healthy is hot mean to you? It can be a word. It can be a feeling. It can mm-hmm. be a memory. It can be a mantra. Yeah. Um, I think it just means like when I hear that healthy is hot, cause to me healthy, like I've told you being in the modeling industry has actually made me realize that like healthy means different things for different people. Mm-hmm. So to me, it just means like understanding that like whatever your version of healthy is, that's hot. Yes. That's you know exactly what, I mean? what this is about. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't, if you're a size zero naturally, but you're super healthy and you work out yeah. and you eat well every day, that's hot. But yeah. if you're a size 24, it doesn't yeah. matter. Like whatever yeah. it is to you, as long as you're contributing to it, you know, yeah. I, I do, I do have to say like, I, I definitely, I'm all for like different sizes and stuff, but what we eat and how we move, again, from, like, being with a chiropractor, you notice how important that it is. He, he actually also treats more like a physio as well, so he's yeah. very much into exercise. And so we can't treat our bodies badly and then expect to be rewarded for that. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, as long as you're working towards, like, trying to be healthy and work out and eat well and whatever you look like, to me, like, that yeah. doesn't matter as long as you're treating your body well, you know? Yeah. And I your mean. mind. Your mind well, too. 
girl mental health is so important so important yeah oh yeah, yeah. you gotta treat all of it well hih we like health is many things yeah mental health physical health nutritional health career health which is super important mm-hmm. and then the last one is whatever sets your soul on fire so for me oh, it's traveling that. at the moment oh really yeah are you going somewhere uh barcelona and like actually i'm going to ireland this friday and oh, barcelona oh. in like 15 days like for fun not for work Ireland's for work and Barcelona's for fun. Oh my god, so cool. Yeah, my boyfriend's a painter, so he's going to like Whoa. paint murals. Oh my god, that's... And I'm just going to live my best life. Oh my god, that is <laughs> so cool. I love I'm that. I'm going to go play housewife. I love that. Have fun. Thank you so much. Good luck with the wedding planning. Thank you. And uh, I, I look forward it. to your political content online. Thank you. I'm going to try to figure it out as best I can. <laughs> make it happen. You're yeah, yeah, make it I happen. will. <laughs> Thank you. And just like that, another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. Once again, I'm Chloe Wilde, and I just want to say a heartfelt thank you for tuning in once again. Really, really appreciate you. If you enjoyed it, feel free to subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a comment. Follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. See you next week.